Welcome, Bass Players of the World, to episode two of the Better Bass Podcast. Today, topic of the day, talking about playing chords on bass, uh, something that I personally do a lot, a lot more than most other bass players, and it's something that I really believe is an incredibly useful practice tool, even if you're never going to play a chord on the stage, although I think playing more than one note at a time has a lot of use cases in real musical contexts, too. So we'll get to that, but... I use chords as a practice tool to improve my technique, improve my sound, and train my ears and learn music a lot quicker. Um, learning music's a great place to start with this, so consider the following scenario. Uh, working with a singer-songwriter, they send you a chart for a song that you've never heard before. There's no recording of it, no demo or anything. You just get a chord chart, and the progressions... A simple, simple pop progression. Let's say the verse is E flat, C minor, B flat, A flat, maybe another phrase, E flat, C minor, G minor, A flat. Okay. How do you know what that's going to sound like? How do you get this in your ear to begin with? Maybe if you're familiar enough with the style of music, you can kind of hear that right off the bat. Um, I'm not usually that good. So... I'm going to try to hear these chords playing one note at a time. Okay, there's E flat, C minor, B flat to A flat. I kind of get the gist. E flat, C minor, G minor. I can learn the sound of the chords that way, but what I find to be way more useful is playing the progression in real time using simple voicings. Screw the first one right up. All right, let's take two on that one. That gets the sound of the chords across much more clearly. It's much quicker. And now you know what that verse is going to sound like, pretty vaguely, but you know basically what it's going to sound like when the guitarist or keyboard player is playing it with you. These voicings that I'm using is just tenths, so an E flat and a G, the third of the chord, except the third's moved up an octave. So E flat, G, G up an octave, play them together. Very easy. Very easy on a technical level to put these together. If you've never played a chord on bass before, this is the place I recommend starting. I'm just playing tenths up the E-flat major scale, down and up the E-flat major scale. You can do that. You can do this with familiar progressions. And get yourself familiar with how that feels so that you can use it as a tool to learn music. I'm also of the opinion that playing chords trains your technique really well and um, forces you to use your arm weight in your fretting hand a lot more. 
if you're playing a chord, you're playing a voicing with three notes in it, let's say, just a basic major chord, one, five, three, key A flat here. And you're doing this while you're kind of trying to death grip the neck with your thumb, it's probably going to sound... It's probably going to sound something like that the first time you try to do that. Really forces you to have proper technique, use your arm, use your shoulder, use the power of your body to fret the notes instead of death gripping the neck. Even more so when you get into moving chords around. You are not going to have any kind of agility or any kind of facility with moving around lots of complicated shapes. Unless you have very good technique in your left hand, and it's going to kind of force you into good habits that way. Technique aside, um, you can work on voice leading also and start understanding voice leading on the bass rather than, you know, if you've never played a keyboard before, that can be a little bit intimidating. So if the piano keyboard really intimidates you and you feel really comfortable on the fretboard, you can start working on voice leading and smoothly moving one chord to the next on the bass. So taking that same, if I can remember what the progression was, taking that same set of chords we had earlier, that pop song, the hypothetical pop song that doesn't exist, E flat, C minor, B flat, A flat, I'm just playing all the chords in root position, one, five, three, one, five, three, one, five, three, one, five, three here. We can start to work on moving these a little more smoothly. I'm going to start the E flat major chord here. I've got the fifth on the bottom. Only move one note to the C minor and then to the B flat. Move a couple of notes, but stays very close. And then move to the A flat. Back to the E flat. C minor, keeping everything very, very close together. Voice leading, that's the G minor, now to the A flat. And then back to the E flat. I almost played an E flat minor chord on accident there. But starting to get your head around that, starting to practice voice leading very, very slowly using three notes at a time, getting yourself familiar with all of these triad shapes on the bass, Every time you play one of these triad shapes, it's going to do two things. It's going to get that shape deeper under your fingers, and your body is going to get used to playing it, and you're going to be improving your technique, increasing your vocabulary and your facility on the instrument, and it's going to be training your ear. Every time you play a B-flat major chord, every time you play a B-flat major chord in a different inversion, you're getting that sound in your ears. It's coming deeper into your ears and it's becoming a part of you and a part of your musical vocabulary and a part of what you can use to express yourself on the instrument. So moving on from bass chords as a practice tool, bass chords in a real musical situation, the most obvious use case for these is in a quote-unquote chordless environment. Let's say I play a lot of gigs in a trio with just bass, drums, and saxophone, so I will play whole songs going through with really big... That was not a particularly good example, but 
I will play entire songs using huge chord voicings all the time, backing up the saxophone player, short of playing, you know, some serious extended techniques. Sax can only play one note at a time, so it really helps to fill out the sound in that situation. Um, or maybe it's not a purely chordless environment. Maybe you've got a keyboard player who's playing a synth solo who's not backing himself up with chords at a given time. Or a guitarist who's ripping a ton of ripping a ton of notes really fast and isn't really accompanying some himself chord-wise. And you're playing one chord, you're playing C minor. You want to create some excitement. Go for... Some very simple reharms like that. Just playing, what did I do first? Flat seven to natural seven to the two. That's just a kind of outlining a diminished chord back to the one, back to C minor. The second time I played flat six, A flat to five, G, very, very simple. Back to the C minor. And when you have these chords in your vocabulary, playing that is a lot more convincing. Sounds a lot more confident than if you were to just play. Can kind of sound like a mistake sometimes if you try to go for a substitution and you don't really fill out the harmony. So in those kinds of cases, I really like just making a very clear statement with you with a chord voicing or two. I think I got a little bit ahead of myself there because playing chords in a groove context definitely doesn't have to involve reharmonization or changing what's going on in the song fundamentally. Um, let's say I'm playing a, a one to four jam, F to B flat. little clearer statement of it the second time around, but I'm just using those tenths, throwing a little grace note in, playing a C to D over top of the B flat chord, G to A over top of the F chord. I'm not like running way up the neck and dropping the bottom out from underneath the groove. I'm still playing the bass notes. I'm still playing the bass, but creating a little melody on top of it making a little fill, defining the harmony a little more, accenting the groove, creating some excitement. All useful things to do tastefully. Now, the disclaimer that I have to go along with all of this is be judicious and be tasteful, as I just said, with your use of chords. If you think you're going to play a chord and your brain, something, anything at all, in the back of your mind is uncertain or thinks you might step on another musician on bandstand by doing this, then you probably shouldn't do it, and you should probably just stick to playing the bass line. When in doubt, lay it down. Great rule for uh, bass playing in general in most contexts, I think. But at the same time, experiment. If you're in a situation where you can experiment, maybe you're in a rehearsal, you're on a really low-pressure gig, or even just playing along to a recording, playing by yourself with drum loops, 
playing by yourself with nothing else. Maybe you just start improvising chords and screwing around with it. That's a great way to familiarize yourself with the sounds and a great way to start learning. And again, if you haven't ever played chords before, I encourage you to start with those tenths over a simple chord progression. The one that I, actually what I played earlier would be great. E flat, C minor, B flat, A flat. Maybe you know other songs, other songs with simple three, four, five chord kind of progressions that you can do that with and work that out and play along with the song, see how it sounds. Um, maybe if you're a little more familiar with this, if you've played, if you've played your tenths and if you know some of your, some of your double stop fills and those kinds of things, maybe start introducing more notes to the mix. Start with these triad voicings. Play with different shapes. Start working on voice leading. All of these things that I've talked about in this episode. Um, if you want a real technical challenge, start playing big four-note chords. I'm playing, uh, let's see... This is a minor nine voicing. One, nine, three, seven. It's a five fret stretch. It spans across five strings, so you won't be able to execute this on a four string bass. I'm playing a five string with a high C. Start playing it like this. Move it around by half steps. See how you can get your hand to stretch this way while staying relaxed and not overworking your wrist and hurting yourself. Um, a voicing you could play on a four string, maybe like a, a minor nine inverted a little differently, not inverted, voiced a little differently. One, five, five, nine, three of minor chord. Move it by whole steps. Move it by minor thirds. Woo, that's a little rough. I got to practice that one. Um... Whether you're a beginner to this, whether you're new to this or not, whether you think you're going to use a chord in a band ever or not, just try it. See what happens. I encourage everyone to have a crack. Um, playing chords has been a really natural part of my bass playing since the beginning. My background is in piano, and I figured, well, there's four strings. I can play four notes at a time, pretty much right from the time I picked this instrument up. But... I found with my students, students of mine that have never really played a couple notes at a time before, um, it can really open your ears and open your eyes to a whole new world of possibilities on the bass. So have a crack. Tell me what you think. If you want to leave a comment, if you'd like to generate some discussion, the home of this podcast is on betterbass.substack.com. Substack is a great platform. There's no social media algorithm or recommendation algorithm attached to it. I love it for that. And it's just a great hub where I feel really comfortable and really natural sharing my thoughts with you all and maybe generating some discussion. If there's maybe something you think I missed about playing chords, something else useful, your own thoughts, maybe you're telling me that bass players should only ever play one note at a time and playing outside the first five frets isn't useful ever. And you know what? Maybe you're right. So let's play some chords and let's all be better bass players together. Till next time. Mm -hmm.